With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com slash insights. Welcome to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. I'm your guest host, Robbie Samuels, virtual event design consultant. You may be wondering where Crystal Washington went. Well, she's here with us today as our guest, and she's going to be speaking with us about no stress virtual presentations. Let's get started. Hey, Crystal, were you just bored? I mean, why are you on the other side of this podcast interview today? <laughs> no, I wasn't bored, but I think what happened was I was looking around at a lot of our peers and I realized kind of the sense of panic that was still happening. And I think that there is this sense of anxiety. And and I don't know about you, Ruby, but when when all of this first happened, you know, I felt like the first thing that speakers did was they panicked because they were seeing their events cancel. And it felt like about a week after that initial panic, all of a sudden it was technology and everybody ran out and just started buying things. And I think that's wonderful for some of our members, but just watching some of the reactions on Facebook and conversations it occurred to me that there's, I think there's some of us that are being held back by this belief that if we don't have all of these things, we can't be successful in business and we can. So that's why I'm on the other side because this is what I talk about. And you're one of the most dynamic interviewers I've ever met. So that's why you're, you're on the side that you're on right now. Well, I am so happy to hear that and uh, excited to be here talking about this. And I've noticed this trend too. I think of it as the difference between technology and technique. There's been a lot of people aiming for more tech, but mm -hmm. less conversation about technique. What have your like observations been around that? Oh man, I think you're so on the money because even though I'm a technology strategist, I found that what clients are buying is fun. What clients are buying is interaction. What clients are buying is some of the tips, yes. But I don't think anyone is saying, oh man, this speaker had the best slides. They're the best person we had for the whole event. Or woo, I sure like the way their, their picture in picture looks. They're obviously better than the other person who was low tech, but had us laughing the whole time and having a ball in chat. So I, I think we have to be very careful to understand what our clients hire us for. Some clients hire speakers because they do have fancy setups, even in person. But some clients, they hire us for different reasons. And I think we have to be careful not to get away from the why, why clients want to hire us. Yeah, it really comes down to purpose first when we're designing our experiences online, whatever that may be, and knowing your client and their client's expectations. And I think the compare leads to spare, right? Like if mm -hmm. we're trying to be, I mean, when you just said people who have the most amazing in-person setups, I thought of Van Halen. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> you know, we're not all to the right. point where we need to have, you know, no brown M&Ms. Right. Some people like think they should compare themselves to speakers who are like that. Right. And that just, I think that's not what your clients are looking for. Right. Well, and what's funny is 
there isn't even a correlation between how much technology you're using and how much you're getting paid. That's what's been really interesting to observe. I have seen very low-tech setups, even some of my setups that are, are polished, they look nice, but I don't have tons and tons of stuff going on. And clients are paying full fee for some of these types of events. Whereas we also know people who have all the technology and are making less. And so I think if we focus too much on, you know, you, you said client expectations. If we get away from client expectations, we lose. Cause I, I remember at the beginning of this, even I was like, oh, to one of my clients, well, I could do this thing where I'm standing up cause I have the fancy lighting and I don't use it very often, I have the capability. And I remember going through all these things I could do and I could do this, my husband's a photographer and it'll be great. And the client said, you know what we'd love Crystal? We would love for you to be sitting in front of your laptop and just that. And it was like, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> but that's what they wanted, right? So I think, yeah. man, client expectations, you nailed it. You know, events are down to its purest form about content and connection. It was the reason we got on planes, moment of silence. Okay, <laughs> got on planes, we would travel to locations to share, to connect, and to meet each other. It wasn't just about content. It was about the people we had the the ability to possibly meet mm -hmm. and virtual events really prior to the pandemic didn't have that expectation. And now they're meeting our needs, like our participants and our needs as, as speakers also that we're, we're here to provide content, but also form some sort of engaging connection. And I, I think what you're talking about rings true for me, that if, if you understand your audience, if you listen to your clients, mm -hmm. you can meet them. And maybe it's not always about the big fancy technology. But, I, but I'm curious, though, what do you think is like, what's the minimum? I mean, I think you would agree, right. don't sit in front of an open window, but other than <laughs> don't be backlit, what, what do you think people need in order to kind of be at a professional level okay. for their clients? Well, you know, I'll, I'll share that. And that before I even get into that, I'll say kind of the things I don't use that might surprise people. As a technology person, I'm not using switchers. I'm not using a whole bunch of monitors. I'm not using tons of different things like that for the exact same reasons I don't wear high heels on stage. I own many pairs of high heels, but I know that if my feet hurt, I'm not giving all of my attention to the audience. And so I'm great with technology. I can use any of these things. But if I'm focused on being the AV person, if you don't have someone dedicated to do that so that you're not focusing on it, then you're not giving all your attention to the audience, in my opinion. That's how I work. I'm not sharing what other, there's no right or wrong way. So at a minimum, what I do think we need is we need a good audio. So you probably need to purchase an external microphone, um, a Blue Yeti, or, or, or what do you have, uh, Robbie? What do you, what do you use? <laughs> Mine's a little, uh, a little priced out. It's Heil PR40. It's the podcaster's mic, and it's a fancy setup. The mic alone is 329 or something on Amazon, plus the everything else that comes with it. I mean, like you just said, Blue Yeti, it's like yeah. $130. Yeah. You can get an arm or not, but you know, there's, there's definitely some quality mics for under, under $150, even under $100. Yes. that gets you sounding better than, you know, your Apple, like. Yeah, well, you don't want <laughs> your head headphones. That, that's not, that's not okay. I'm, I'm gonna say that, that's it. There's very few things I say, but that's not okay. There's even clippies that you can buy that are under $50. That'll still be better than having the headphones <laughs> that are visible. So you need that. You need a good quality camera. You do need that. And so you can get HD cameras. Logitech has a lot of great ones. They're not expensive. 
get a good quality camera. And then I think one of the last important things is good lighting. Most of the time I'm facing a window where I get excellent lighting, but I do have, I have a backup light up set, but for this particular thing, just a ring light. Um, I think ring lights tend to do the best, but they have the smaller ones that sit on your desk. You don't have to spend a hundred something dollars. And then the last thing, Robbie, can I step on some toes a little bit? I know it's, it's your show now, so I have to ask permission. Yes, go for it. I do not believe that Zoom backgrounds are appropriate when you're a professional speaker doing a presentation. It's one thing when you're in side meetings or if you're attending, they can be fun and funny. But unless you have excellent lighting on a green screen, and, and that's, so this isn't basic anymore, it's not going to look well. It's not going to look right. The lighting on you is going to look different than your background. Stay away from that. But you can always buy, uh, they have these very simple kits. I'll, I'll, I'll have some information available for our members. Very simple kits uh, that photographers use to hang backgrounds. Not very expensive. Get yourself a solid background. Get yourself one with even a picture on it. It's going to look great. It's going to look like you have one of those virtual backgrounds, except you're not going to have those fuzzy green things eating at you. So it's going to be jazzy without weird. Yeah, no, that's great. I, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this because I, I'm always talking to speakers about this stuff. And what I've realized is that a lot of people are focusing on the best tech mm -hmm. and yet they end up spending a lot of time hiding behind their slides. Yeah. And I, you know, I think one of the things we can do as speakers is figure out how to move between our slides and then actually just speaking to our audience and plan less content. Yes. You know, I feel like there's just so much more room for conversation than we think there is in an online space. Oh, definitely. And, and here's the thing. So I use Prezi Video because um, our friend Brian Fanzo, he's the one who told me, I, I've, used, I've used Prezi for years, but he was like, you do know they have new Prezi Video. And this was right at the beginning of all this. And I looked into it and I was like, what? So that's why I don't have to use switches or anything because it works perfectly. But just by pushing one, two, or three, I can change, change the way the screen looks. So if I want it to be me and the slide next to me, I just push two. If it's just me, one. I push three if I just want it to be just the information. And I can go forward or back, which is very simple. Um, and it doesn't take a lot of extra work. But, you know, what I love what you said, Robbie, is about leaving space and not too much content. Because when we leave space, now we can gamify. Now we can add elements. And so I have a lot of games in my presentations. Um, I hire external people to come in and do all kinds of cool things in my presentations. I even hired, and when I say hire, it means I pay people. Uh, our own Rob Foray came in and did a game show for one of my clients and they were so tickled. So the more fun we have with our clients, the more we make them smile while delivering their expectations, that's what they're hire is for. And again, many of them are getting back to that full fee again. It does exist and it's not based on technology. So I'm curious, you were saying earlier, like even though you can use all this technology, you don't want to be distracted by it when you're presenting. Yes. So how do you know when you should have someone helping produce? Like what's the tipping point for you? I think you need to have someone produced when it's too much technology and you just can't focus on the presentation. You know, I ask for a lot of help in my virtual presentations. So my clients are required to provide me with a host. I mean, I can hire one if they don't have one so that even as we're going along, if I'm wondering, okay, are there chat questions? I'm not stopping to look at chat. I need to be focused on balancing the presentation. I can say, hey, Robbie, 
you know, let's take a second and see, do you see two, you know, really urgent questions that are happening in chat or what are people saying in chat right now? And so you can have these dynamic conversations. Anything that takes your attention away from delivering the experience to me is when you need to pull in more people. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I feel like a lot of folks would benefit by understanding how to interact and work with a host or work with a producer mm -hmm. to maximize their gift, which mm -hmm. is speaking and like right. sharing and, 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 you know, like, I, I don't understand. It's like when people start a podcast and decide to, audit, to edit their own audio, I'm like, really? <laughs> That's <laughs> the part you love. Um, so similar here, it's like the reason, you know, you know, here's something I think about Crystal. Mm -hmm. When we went to events in person, we were talent. That was sort of the end of the entire sentence. Right. Now we're scouting locations, figuring out the <laughs> AV. We're bringing in our own like engineers. <laughs> we're training our hosts. <laughs> like it's a lot. Like we used to yeah. literally show up and they would pamper us. They'd be like, here's your water. Oh no, I'll hand out that handout for you. Check in with the AV team. They'll hook you up with the right mic and oh, a makeup person's coming. And now it's like, we got to draw on everything, our own lighting. So if you can farm any of that out, it feels like the technology piece is one that if you're gonna add more, like to find more people to help with you, how do you find the right people though? Cause it does feel like everyone's sort of, I know how to do this, I'm perfect, I'm certified. I mean, it's like, how do you know? So I'm gonna be very honest. I may not be the best person to ask because the only couple times I farmed it out, it has actually been to professional AV people. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not the best person. But the truth of the matter is some of us members have really talented family members. Some of us have talented peers. So for instance, Karen McCullough, who's one of our members, lives down the street from me. If Karen ever needed someone to give her backup, I'm great at tech. I could run over to her house and run it for her. So I think even tapping into our our own network, our chapter people, if we're able to, because I mean, some of us are practicing different types of social distancing, please show up with your masks. If you're, if you're uh, you know, if you're immune compromised, don't do it at all. But, you know, if you can get a little bit of help, just ask one of your peers that's techie. Oh, and actually some of it might just be having them be a host for you and you a host for them. Yes. You know, like, yes. like a lot of it, just at, knowing what your needs even are and then figuring out like what those skills are. I was thinking a lot about how we have these um, members who are MCs yes. back in the day and wow. have those skills. Like those skills are still really current. And a lot of what I end up doing is a mixture of producing and strategy and MCing because there is never going to be white space. You know, there's no like empty <laughs> air on my events. You know, I've, I've, had, I've had people like disappear and I'm like, well, here's what I think they would have said and just kept going. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and yeah, to, like huge laughter. So I, I love the idea of us tapping the networks that we shouldn't be flying solo. Like this is a time for us to take stock of the relationships that we have and figure how we can give back and support. Um, I love these examples you're sharing of, of people in, in um, NSA. And speaking of NSA, one of the things that I noticed when we, we went to Influence this year, because mm -hmm. we're speakers, we... For the first 15 minutes of every presentation, the chat was all about, do you see how they did that? Do you see how they did that? What was this? What do you think they're working? And then there were some that it was just in people's houses. Right. And we were like, that was a powerful presentation in yes. front of their like living room. Yes. Yeah. And, that, and I think that's the point. Like you can show up different ways. And again, it really depends on what your client expects from you. And then the other powerful thing, when you talked about tapping to your network, one thing I've really seen an increase of is members referring each other. I've referred speakers for a lot of virtual. I've been referred for some, I mean, really good paying gigs too. And I think what's happening is you said that 
now we're the tech people. Now we're the makeup artists. Now we're all these different things, but we're also consultants. And most of our clients have no idea what they're doing. There's only a very few that really have an idea what they're doing right now. And so this is the time for us to really take on that consultant role. And I've had clients where I've had testimonial letters come back. They were more thankful about me advising them on how to run their entire program than even just my session. Or if you know they need a speaker to fill a certain slot saying, you know, hey, I actually know a couple people that might be a good fit for this. You want me to send you two names over and some information? So this is an opportunity for us to lift each other up. Well, I really do think that this is a value add that speakers may not be fully um, understanding, which is that we already in the last six months have more experience doing virtual and remote like learning and, and events and online events than the clients that we work with, who this is their first time doing it. And so I'm always finding myself, well, you know, in another event that I did, this is what we tried. Here's another thing we've tried. You know, they're all, they're like, they don't even know what questions to ask. So as speakers, you're right. We now are coming with a level of knowledge that, you know, maybe we didn't have March 13th, but now we do. And so we should lean into that and offer that. It's, that's also sort of another differentiator that so people can maybe add to the why hire me. It's like I come with a whole list of people that I can lean on if you need me to and I can introduce you to. I mean, that's a, being networked in in this moment is a, definitely a plus. Oh, it's powerful. We come with a posse. Like all they have to do is bring in one of us. We can fill. I mean, you can too. We can fill in the host. We can fill in the other three speaker slots. We can consult on the technology that they need to use. It's powerful. That's so great. So any closing thoughts as we wrap up here? Yeah, I just want to encourage everybody, you know, don't get caught up in what you do not have. Because what happens is we can use it as an excuse to not move forward. We always think we have to get that one more thing. You don't. You can be out there right now doing extremely well in your business. And you don't have to have all the bells and whistles. You don't have to knock down a wall in your house. You don't have to create a new studio. Now, if you choose to do those things, kudos to you. I'm impressed. I think it's wonderful. But if you don't have the time or finances to do it, you can still move forward basically giving the magic that your clients expect. That's amazing. Well, I can't think of a better way to end this. Thank you so much for this conversation, Crystal. Thank you for having me as your guest. Guess what? Crystal created a members-only resource that consists of links to the exact items she suggested in today's episode. If you're a member of the National Speakers Association, log into your account and visit VOE in the on-demand area of your account. Thank you for listening to Voices of Experience, the official podcast of the National Speakers Association. If you found this helpful, share it. Tune in next week via your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or NSA's social media channels. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.